Hi, and welcome to Better Than New, the podcast to help you find a cool used car, truck, or SUV at a price you'll love. I'm your host, Gary Crenshaw, and it's time to take another look at some of the fun, interesting used vehicles you can find when you let serendipity and a quick Craigslist search be your guide. Now, you might remember me pitching this idea back last fall in episode 19, but if you don't remember or you didn't catch that episode, I'll review the serendipity search idea in just a moment, and I'll tell you about the latest group of interesting cars and trucks I recently found using this method with only a few minutes of looking each day online over a couple of weeks. It definitely works to help me find interesting cars, and it can work for you too, so Hop in, buckle up, and let's go for a drive. So this serendipity search idea is really simple. And basically, it goes something like this. I open up my local Craigslist. Then I click on For Sale by Owner. It's up in the left-hand side. Just go up there and click on that. And that's to filter out dealer ads because dealers will sometimes post the same car every day for like weeks on end. So it's just too many ads to sift through. You really just want to look at for sale by owner ads only. And then you leave the rest of the search parameters blank. You don't add anything. You don't put Honda. You don't put Toyota. You don't put manual transmission. None of that. Just for sale by owner and then click go and see what comes back. Now, this is especially important when you're searching local Craigslist because you're really just trying to see what's been posted in the last few hours and maybe up to 24 hours. In my experience, the really interesting, really affordable, great used cars and trucks at amazingly low prices will be sold in less than 24 hours. That's just the way it is. Yeah, occasionally a car will stick around for a couple of days that should have sold sooner. But really, the good stuff goes in a couple of hours. Now, to be perfectly clear, not every search that you do every day is going to return something interesting. But if you do this on a regular basis, anywhere from a couple of times a day like me down to, say, once or twice a week, I often find that about 75% of the time I come upon something interesting. And about half of those interesting cars and trucks are priced substantially under market. Now, why is that? Well, not everybody knows what cars are valued at. And if you just do a quick Kelly Blue Book search for, say, a 20-year-old Miata with 100,000 miles, leather interior, decent color, it's in nice shape, it's going to be a nice car, but Kelly Blue Book might give you a price that's a couple thousand dollars less than what it's really worth. And if you're not in the market, you don't really know, you're just thinking, eh, you know, if you had this car for years, I'm going to sell it. And you think, well, that's where the price is going to come from, Kelly Blue Book. Well, that may not be accurate. The market may be paying more for that car. Also, as I'm talking, it's summertime. What happens in summer? Convertibles are typically worth more because people want a convertible, right? Supply and demand. So there's a lot of things that go into it, but oftentimes people don't really know and they'll underprice their cars maybe a few hundred dollars, maybe a couple thousand dollars, maybe $10,000 depending on the car. So you really don't know what you're going to find, but the whole idea of doing this serendipity search is that, again, you open up Craigslist in your local market, you just click on for sale by owner, push go, and then start to scroll down. And once you've scrolled down through maybe 100 cars or 200 cars, if you're in a big market, like if you're in Dallas or if you're in the Seattle area where I'm at, or, you know, you're in L.A., you're going to move through whatever cars were posted that day pretty quickly. And you'll start seeing the cars you saw, say, a couple of hours ago or maybe a day ago if you did a search the day before. 
And then you know that you're back to whatever's been posted recently. And anything that's really, really good has been sold. Okay. <laughs> you missed it. Sorry. You don't even have to worry about it because you didn't see it. And if you didn't see anything that you like, well, search again in a couple of hours. People post stuff up all the time. I mean, literally, I've refreshed my page after 10 minutes and a great car comes up and I'm like, whoa, look at that. That's great. I could buy that or I would buy that if I was in the market. Now, I'm insane. I'm a crazy person who loves cars. So I'm always looking and seeing what you know kind of pops up. So I see a lot of cars that I would like to buy, but I'm not a multimillionaire. I'm not Jay Leno. I can't just go out and, oh, hey, look at that. You know, I'm going to buy a new car like I'm buying a candy bar or something. I can't do that. But I am very good at identifying those cars. And you can be too. Because really, it comes down to what do you like? What interests you? What did you like when you were in high school or you were in college or you were, you know, in your 20s or 30s? I'm assuming you're older than that, right? Um, it just depends on what you like. And you might be looking at something that's, you know, 10 years old, 15 years old, 20 years old. Great. As long as it's something you like, typically it's going to be something that was popular back then. And if it really gets you excited and you want to own one and it's in nice condition, hey, why not? It's your life. Spend the money. Okay, so... I've done a search recently, and here's a few cars I've come up with. A dozen cars that I thought were interesting. You might think they're interesting, too. So the first category I'm going to talk about is sports cars. Now, not everybody wants a sports car. I get it. I'm a big fan. I own one. I own a Miata. If you've listened to this podcast, you've heard me talk about it. But there's a lot of other sports cars I'd love to have. Here are a couple of them that I've come across, and one of them doesn't quite fit the sports car category, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. So the first one was... A 1974 Fiat X19. Now, this is a little wedge-shaped Fiat from a time when Fiats weren't necessarily the most reliable cars in the world. But I have to ask you this. Where can you find an Italian mid-engine, near-exotic car for under $15,000? Well, you can find it on Craigslist because that's what I found. It was a 40,000-mile, stunning yellow it had been repainted, but it was in really nice shape. The person who owned it had owned it at least 20 years, had a brown leather interior. It was excellent. It was a fantastic car. And it had these really cool Ferrari-type Chromadora five-star wheels on it. Very rare, very unique. The car just looked great. And it was a fantastic example of the first-year Fiat X19 with the little petite corner bumpers. Not those big five-mile-per-hour bumpers that were on later Fiat X19s. It was the little skinny ones. Super cool. Anyway, uh, I fell in love with this car. $15,000. Now, when you compare it to the price of a new car, which is closer to $50,000, about forty-eight-ish, dollars it's a heck of a deal. Now, that is not a driver. That's not something I would drive every day, but it was a really cool sports car. All right, here's another one that I'm putting it in the sports car category, but it's really more of a muscle car. This was a 1993 Pontiac Trans Am. It had 82,000 miles. Six-speed manual. This had the 325-horsepower V8. Really nice condition, black color. It was $8,200 for a muscle car. I mean, come on. Now, I've seen one of these cheaper. I think it was about $6,000, $6,500. This was like in the last year or so. But this was a really good deal for just, hey, you know what? I want to have a V8 muscle car, just that last hurrah before EVs take over the world, right? Okay, 8200 bucks. You could get one off a of Craigslist. Serendipity, baby. Just do the search. Okay, here's another one. 1997 Mazda Miata. Now, you know, Miatas are close to my heart. This particular one is red. 
very common color. And again, this was a NA. This is the first generation Miata with the flip-up headlights, right? The last year of the flip-up headlights. It had 120,000 miles. It didn't indicate whether it had a recent timing belt. So that would be a question. If it had a new timing belt, that's great because the timing belt service is 1000 bucks, 1200 bucks, 1500 bucks, depending on where you go to get it done and what else you do. But it was a really nice driver quality condition car. In fact, better than driver. And it was $6,500. Now, was that like an amazing price? No, you could maybe find one cheaper, but that's pretty good in summertime. If you just said, you know what? I want a Miata. Boom. You got one right there. The top was in nice shape. Everything worked on it. And for $6,500, I mean, that's a fraction of what a new car costs. And Miatas are stone cold reliable if they've been maintained. So there you go. Fiat X19, Pontiac Trans Am, Mazda Miata. Fun, easy, cheap. Okay, next category. I'm going to call this category sporty and fun and practical too, but mostly sporty. That's a really weird name for a category, but that's what I'm going with. Anyway, it includes the following cars. So the first one, this one just sort of, <laughs> I'm telling you, it blew me away when I saw this. And I almost, I almost went to the bank and got the money because I just thought, you know what? I could drive this thing for a couple of years and, and be kind of stupidly happy. And it was a 1987 Toyota Celica GTS. It was a one-owner car. And you, clearly you could tell it was a one-owner car, the way the ad was written, the, the loving prose about the car and stuff. It did have 180,000 miles, but it was in excellent condition. And you could tell from the pictures, the car was perfect, like no accidents, uh, had a manual transmission. It was white, not my favorite color, but and, and it had that blue cloth interior, but it was perfect. It was perfect. These people had kept it in the garage and they were just sort of at the point like, yeah, you know, it's like our fifth car and we don't really need it, so we're going to sell it. They had maintenance records. They'd done all the maintenance. It had, you know, it, it was just ready to get in and drive. It was 3800 bucks, 3800 bucks for Celica GTS nostalgia from the 80s. Yes, I'm in. Thank you. Okay, here's another one. 1998 Acura Integra GSR. This was a $5,000 car. Here's the catch. Acura Integra GSRs are actually very popular and should be more than 5000 the difference was this was the sedan, the four-door version, which is kind of unusual. A lot of them are the two-door hatchback, you know, the fastback. But this was the sedan. It was white, had 170,000 miles, which, you know, on an Acura Integra that's been well cared for, isn't a ton of miles. You get a lot of life left in the car. Manual transmission. Uh, they said it needed shocks. I don't know what that meant. But the interior and the paint, everything was in good condition. But for 5000 bucks, this was probably... I want to say at least a $7,500 car. It sold very quickly. Um, it might even be worth more. I would have jumped on that if I was in the market. And then the last one is more in the, it's like a recent car. And it's one of my favorites. It's a 2015 Ford Fiesta ST. This is a blue Fiesta, Fiesta ST, I should say, 45,000 miles. It had the Recaro seats, the Recaro seat package, which is what you want. No accidents or issues, one owner. It was $15,000, so it wasn't cheap, but what a great car. I mean, if you know anything about these, they handle great. It's a turbocharged car. You can turn up the boost a little bit, get a little more power out of it, or just enjoy it the way it is. They're, they're just fantastic. So a very good handling front-wheel drive car that gets you know reasonable fuel economy. 15000 bucks. Boom. Okay. Now let's jump into a category that everybody loves, America loves. It's SUVs, crossovers, and trucks, okay? 
Now, the first one I'm going to talk about is one that I just covered recently on the podcast, and that's a 2000 Honda Element. Now, this was a black Element, had 109,000 miles, 4x4, it's four-wheel drive. It's, uh, I think, what they call real-time four-wheel drive. It's, it's mostly front-wheel drive until the wheels start to slip, then it sends power to the back. But for the purpose of getting around in the snow and stuff, it does have four-wheel drive. Uh, it was an automatic transmission, but the 2007 and later Honda Elements have a five-speed automatic, which makes better use of the power of the car. So if I were to get an automatic in an Element, I would get a 2007 and later, and this was a 07. And the asking price was $8,900. This was a really, really nice Honda Element. And when you think about it, it was a, what, almost 16-year-old car with 100,000 miles, 110,000 miles. Crazy. I mean, a lot of life left in this thing. And this one had been really well cared for. So that was just, you know, quick top of my list. Boom. I'd buy that. Uh, here was another one. A 2000 Nissan Frontier pickup. You might think, wow, it's 23 years old. Come on, that's old. You know what? This was $6,200. It had four-wheel drive, it wasn't automatic, had the six-cylinder, but this thing was perfect. And it was a son running the ad for his mother who'd bought the truck new. Had a canopy, it was in fantastic condition. The, the interior was perfect, it was well-maintained. It did have 197,000 miles, but for $6,200, if you compare it to a similar year Toyota pickup, a lot of people pay twice as much. You know, they might pay 12000 or 15000 for a similar year Toyota pickup with the same specs, with 197,000 miles, automatic, six-cylinder, four-wheel drive, etc. I just look at it and go, I don't know why people don't buy these Nissans more often. Do I like the Toyotas? Yeah, I love them. They're great. But a Nissan Frontier pickup or a Nissan hardbody pickup is a hell of a buy, and this was too. So this was at the top of my list for the SUVs, crossovers, and trucks. And then the final one was a 2002 Isuzu Trooper. I've covered the Trooper in an earlier episode on Better Than New. This one was green, had 190,000 miles, four-wheel drive, automatic, excellent condition, $7,000. Okay? Does this compare to, say, a Toyota Land Cruiser? Eh, not exactly. Land Cruisers, I think they're better built. Not that the Trooper is poorly built. It's just the Land Cruisers built to last 25 years minimum. Um, I would compare this to, say, a 4Runner, Toyota 4Runner. Not kind of the same size category, but in terms of the same quality. The Suzu Troopers are great. And $7,000? And that's the asking price. I mean, maybe you can talk them down to 6000 Who knows? But these were all really good cars, well under $10,000, some close to 5000 Pretty amazing when you think about it. Okay, and the final category of cars that I found through this serendipity search, just again, opening up the page, clicking on for sale by owner, and then just scrolling down on Craigslist. Okay, these three were great. The first one I'm going to talk about is a 1984 Ford Bronco. Now, this thing really caught my eye because the price on it was $2,500. I just about fell over. I'm like, wait, what? This is too cheap. And it was white. Um, it's the OJ Bronco, right? Kind of looks like that, that body style. Anyway, it was stunning from one side. The other side the passenger door had been replaced with a different painted door, but there was a story behind that. Now, does that detract from the car? Eh, a little bit, but this was a one owner, basic white with blue interior Bronco that was used as a ranch truck in central Washington state for its entire lifetime. 
It did have a manual transmission, but it did not have the V8. It had a 300 cubic inch inline six cylinder, which, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I gotta have a V8. Really? Why? Yeah, I guess I'd love to have that V8 sound, but the six is like built like a tank, gonna run forever. <laughs> And this thing was completely straight, except for that passenger door. And apparently, this car had belonged to the seller's father, but the seller's son had taken it out four-wheeling and had slid it into a tree, necessitating the replacement of the passenger side door with a non-matching painted door from another similar year Bronco. So, points off for that, but 2500 bucks. Broncos in this age category that are in nice condition, that are straight and, you know, have some interesting history, kind of like this one, uh, could easily sell for 10 grand, 12 grand, 15 grand, depending on the buyer, depending on the circumstance. So now I didn't go dig into this car a lot, but it really caught my eye. And I thought $2,500, you're going to, you're going to get your money back out of that. You could probably turn around and sell it for five. If you paint that door, maybe sell it for seven. Who knows? Okay. Next up, a 1987 Suzuki Samurai. I love Samurais. They're fantastic. They're not really fast, okay? Uh, in fact, they're really, really slow. They can barely keep up with traffic on the freeway with the stock motor. Um, it's a 1.3 liter. It's tiny. If you have air conditioning and you turn it on, it's like you're going backwards, right? But off-road, they're actually really, really nimble. Really, they can go over a lot of stuff you'd think, wait, what? That can go there? They're kind of amazing. They're like a little mini Jeep, and this particular one had 150,000 miles, very stock, very straight, not beaten like so many of them. And the asking price was $6,000. This car, the Suzuki Samurai, made Haggerty Insurance's 2022 bull market list for cars that are going to go up in value. And they would claim that this would be a $10,000 car. The asking price was six. Now, I didn't go look at the car, so maybe there was other issues like rust or something. So keep that in mind. But what a great starting point. I mean... This car sold quickly. It sold within hours. So I think it was a good buy. And then the final one is another Isuzu Trooper, but this is the 1993 Isuzu Trooper RS two-door. This is a very rare, shorter wheelbase, two-door edition of the Trooper. Now, you don't see these often. Like I said, it's rare. But this one was in really nice condition. It did have high miles, 198000 But keep in mind, people are paying a ton of money for high miles Toyotas, and, you know, double this price for something like this. So this fits. It works. Okay. Four-wheel drive, manual transmission, had the high and low gearing for the four-wheel drive system. Really excellent condition, red with a gray interior. Uh, again, the short wheelbase model with the 190 horsepower dual overhead cam V6 engine. Just the way that I'd want to have one of these things. And perfect. 6500 bucks was the asking price. What a great buy. And all I did was click on for sale by owner on Craigslist, and I started scrolling down. I didn't even try hard. Okay, so let's say I had $15,000 when I started this search, and that was my target price for a vehicle. Well, there were two cars that were $15,000. First of all, that Fiat X19. I, you know, I'm an idiot, so I would probably just buy that and be done. Not necessarily the most practical choice, but, oh, come on, let's go for fun, right? Come on, life's short. How many summers are left? I don't know, but not many for me, maybe more for you. Anyway, I'd probably just get the X19. The other one that I would look at, too, is that 2015 Ford Fiesta ST. That's a daily driver, great car. That can be an only car. So that's probably the practical choice. But again, I'm an idiot. I would probably take my money, my 15000 and I would buy, hmm, let's say, 
that Celica GTS, okay, 3800 bucks. I would buy the GSR Integra, the Acura GSR Integra sedan for 5000 bucks. So that's, I'm not quite up to 9000 And then I've got almost enough to buy the Isuzu Trooper RS two-door. I'm like $300 over my budget, but I'd figure out a way to do that. I'd make that work. So I'd end up with a cool two-door Trooper RS. I'd end up with a Celica GTS that I could go get groceries in and just flip those headlights up and down all the time. And I'd have an Integra GSR, a really cool high-revving VTEC sedan from Honda. For $15,000, I get three cars. Or I could buy one, right? Now, what can you do with just a little bit of time and a little bit of effort in your serendipity search. Well, I don't know, but you're going to find something else that you like that that I'm not interested in, and you're going to find it for a reasonable price. So just remember, there's a couple things that you have to do. First of all, when you find something you like, you have to act. If you really like it, you know, make sure you have the cash on hand or, you know, get to the bank or be certainly be the first person to call or go see the car or truck or SUV and tell them you want it and make the deal. Don't hesitate because the best ones go quickly. But that's the beauty of this search is you can just kind of pick a price and go in, start to scroll down and find something great. There's always something great if you just spend the time and it doesn't take that much time. Just give it a shot. Hopefully it turns out for you. It does for me almost every time. Half the time I find something and of those, about 75% are great. So give it a shot. See if it works for you. I hope it does. And with that, thanks for listening to this episode. And if you like what you heard, please follow and subscribe to this podcast so I can keep bringing you reviews of cool used cars, trucks, and SUVs each week at a price you'll love. And until next time, I'm Gary Crenshaw, this is Better Than New, and I'm really glad you came along for the ride.